Okay, so I want to go over some interesting ideas from the founder of Lambda School. I have to say, Lambda School is one of the most unique businesses that I've come across in a long time. It's basically a nine-month, uh, totally remote, immersive program, which takes just a normal person and uh, gets them a job as a software engineer. And you don't have to pay anything up front. Um, you pay after they get you a job. So they, they kind of de-risk that situation. And the, you'd pay them nothing unless you're making over $50,000 a year. All right, so let's just jump into uh, what Austin had to say. And he he was talking about where the idea for Lambda School came from. So he says, I was working at a company called LendUp. LendUp is like one of these, you see a lot of these startups where they try to um, democratize access to like consumer products. So people that may not have bank accounts or credit cards or whatever the case may be. And while he was working there, he had some, uh, some ideas. He says, I was thinking about how you can help move people from where they are now to a better place of financial health. There wasn't anything out there that was increasing people's income. So it's one thing to democratize access to credit, bank accounts, uh, those types of products. But it's a, t a completely different thing to actually increase the amount of money they're able to make. So he was living in a small town in Utah at the time. He says, I felt I needed to get to Silicon Valley, but I didn't have any money or connections. I drove to San Francisco and lived in my car for a few months. So if you remember uh, last week, I was uh, on the talk with Bill Gurley. He talked about one of the most, um, like, one of the craziest examples of somebody really going after their dream job was Bob Dylan hitchhiking 1,200 miles with just $10 and his, and his guitar from Minneapolis to New York just to meet uh, one of his, uh, like, a, his musical idol, if you will. This is pretty up there, too. Living in a car for a few months. Um, I haven't come across that too often. So it says, living in your car in Palo Alto is disorienting. You are surrounded by so much wealth, but you have none of it. And I really like this other point. It's kind of like burning the boats here, right? This made me feel, this made everything feel very urgent. Every minute I spent not working was another day I'd spend living in a car. That's crazy. He says, people vastly underestimate the psychological impact of having just a little bit of money. Having just a few thousand dollars is vastly different compared to having no money. This impacts the kind of risks you can take. This impacts a lot of what we do at Lambda School. So he talked about some background that I don't have in the notes where, you know, uh, the amount of people that would sign up if you had to pay nothing compared to if you had to pay a lot of these coding, because Lambda started out as coding boot camp, I'll get there in a minute. You know, they charge $10,000, $15,000, $20,000. Numbers similar to this. The amount of people that are going to get to sign up for that and take on that level of debt um, is much smaller than the amount of people that would go through the program. And if you get them a higher paying job, you know, they'll basically pay anything once they're already making the money. Um, so he says, I had a company blow up before. I like, this is another good idea too. Cause he talks about like, is it really risky? Like how much risk are you actually taking? So he, ra he previously raised venture financing. Um, but the, at the last minute, uh, so he had raised a seed round company wasn't profitable, wasn't doing that well there at the very last minute, the person that was going to give them more funding, changed their mind. And, and overnight the company was gone. So he says, I had a company blow up before. I had to go get a job. It was fine. I play a psychological trick on myself and think that there is no downside. It was a benefit to hit rock bottom and quickly bounce back. And he talks a little bit about how he organizes and runs his company. He's like, listen, we never live to please investors. We never run the business to make it marketable to VCs. I think that is a recipe for disaster. 
And it's funny to me, or so it, I guess I would say interesting to me, how so Lambda School starts out as a, as a coding boot camp. And you're going to see that uh, it took one idea from another founder, which is the founder of Blogger, Twitter, Medium, Ev Williams, for Austin to hear and apply it to his own business. And it completely changed the trajectory of his career. So it says, something I think about all the time is an idea from Ev Williams. So Ev says, you can build a great product if you think of a fundamental human desire and then take out steps. So in Ev's case, he's, his entire focus on all the products he's built, if you look at all of them combined, it's about this, this desire to publish. For people to want to express themselves to other human beings, that's a fundamental desire. So every single one of his um, companies is focused on that fundamental desire and then takes out steps to make uh, humans achieve that desire easier. Well, this is how um, Austin took that idea and then applied it to, to Lambda School, and it changed everything. So he says, we started out as one of 200 code, sc- code schools, like basically code boot camps. We had no differentiation. We realized what people were looking for was a high probability of a positive outcome and a low risk. So I think first he's analyzing at a fundamental level, like why are you going to coding bootcamp? Why are people doing that in general? It's most likely because they want to learn. They, they have a job they may not like or they feel there's more potential in learning uh, how to, to work with new technologies and there's more um, like potential upside, right? But what can stop somebody from capturing potential, potential upside? The fact that there's a barrier to entry. And in this case, it could be thousands and thousands of dollars. So they had this idea. He said, we came up with an offer. Remember, he's, Ev says, remove steps. So it's okay, let's remove that step. So we came up with an offer. We said, if you put $1,000 up front, after you get a job, you can pay us the rest. So they sent out an email to the people that were interested. And he says, normally we would get back one or two applications. This time we got 150. This led us to make Lambda School completely free up front. You don't pay anything until you get a job. And he talks about the larger goal here. He's like, we want to eliminate unemployment and make income mobility instant. I've never heard that term before, but that's a really interesting thought. Income mobility. What if there was an easy way to have all the training and resources you need to get a job and it was risk-free? And isn't this funny that this company is starting now when essentially like training and resources to get a job, that's, that's the, the market that colleges are supposed to, to fulfill. And I think anybody that's been paying attention in the last quarter century realizes that, that they're just not fulfilling that, that anymore. Their, um, their objectives and, and what they're focused on has very little to do with uh, getting you a job and has a lot to do with keeping you in debt and making sure they have a nice campus and tons of administrators. Um, so something that's widely known about Austin's companies, they iterate very quickly. So um, he got some questions from the audience and he said, how do you iterate so quickly? And he says, it's something we had to build into our DNA. And this is the Lambda formula. Formula: We run a lot of experience, excuse me, we run a lot of experiments, we run them concurrently, and we run them quickly. And so he talks about like, why are they doing that? And he quotes Jeff Bezos, and he says, Jeff Bezos says, what if you were a baseball player and every time you hit a home run, you'd score a million runs? Well, if that was the case, you should be swinging for the fences every single time. So Austin says, I think that's true for startups. If you find something that really hits, you win. So the focus should be on the number of bats more than anything else. So it's interesting that he brings that up because um, I've told you guys a lot in the past that I have the, this folder on my phone that has a bunch of screenshots and quotes that I, that I keep and I look at frequently. And this Jeff Bezos quote is one of them. And I just want to read the one that I have saved on my phone because it's a little bit different, but it's the same exact um, meaning. So he says, we all know that if you swing for the fences, you're going to strike out a lot, but you're also going to hit some home runs. 
The difference between baseball and business, however, is that baseball has a truncated outcome distribution. When you swing, no matter how well you connect with the ball, the most runs you can get is four. In business, every once in a while, when you step up to the plate, you can score a thousand runs. This long-tailed distribution of returns it's why, is why it's important to be bold. Big winners pay for so many experiments. And so to that end, uh, he really wants to focus on, on speed. And so he says, we have a culture that if we have an idea, it needs to be shipped by the end of the day. Not next week, not next mon Monday, uh, not three weeks from now, but the next day, or excuse me, the very same day. Um, and then at the end, uh, if you ever listen to the 20 minute VC before, they have like a set of questions they ask, uh, like a rapid fire round. And so a lot of the time it's book recommendations, which I love because I always like to surface new reads. And so he had two book recommendations, one just for humanities and then one for how to think about startups. And uh, the first one is Les Miserables. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. It, it's a very famous French book. Or I assume it's French. I don't know. Um, and so he says he just likes to learn about like the humanities and human nature with that book. And then The Wright Brothers by David McCullough, which I'm a big fan of. I obviously did a podcast, uh, a founder's episode on on um, The Wright Brothers. It's a fantastic book. It's like 250 pages. And it, it is really the story of a series of iterations and determination that um, helps the Wright Brothers actually solve a problem that if you really analyze, like tons of people were working on the, on the same problem at the exact same time. And they were the ones that actually uh, were able to accomplish it. And they did it with a hell of a lot less resources um, than, than most of their competition. Fascinating book. If you haven't, um, um, read it, I'd recommend it too. And then you could, of course, listen to my podcast. I'll link it in the email, um, because it's, it's just a really good story. And then I'll just close on this one. Um, what do you believe that others disbelieve? And his answer is that unemployment is an optimization problem that will be solved in the next 20 years.